Greetings and blessings to all of you. Thanks for joining me for our second reflection on our journey through this Lenten season. You know, as you recall last week, we began reflecting upon our identity and the way we perceive our identity and how that affects every choice we make and every thought we think, every stand we take, as well as our relationships with others. Because who we believe we are colors everything we do. And so I shared five statements from the late Father Henry Nouwen who noted that all of them are lies, and many of us believe or have believed them about ourselves. And so let me briefly review these statements or these lies, we'll call them. The first one is, I am what I have. The second one is, I am what I do. Thirdly, I am who people say or think I am. The fourth one is, I'm nothing more than my worst moment. And the last lie is, I'm nothing less than my best moment. So this week, I want to look at the second statement, or the second lie, I am what I do. So whether it's a job, or a title, or a role, or a ministry, you know, we often define ourselves by what we do. And we define others in the same way. So she is a doctor, he is an engineer, he is a lector, she's a Eucharistic minister, you know, she's a head of altar and rosary, he's the head of the Knights of, Knight of Columbus, you know, we may even introduce ourselves by what we do. But friends, our true identity cannot be summed up in what we do by any role that we might have or nor by any function that's been given to us. And what happens when our work or our ministry or other position changes? What happens? Where we lose our title or the ability to perform our role? What happens? Who are you then? You know, some people get all the way to retirement or to the, their deathbed, perhaps, before they feel the sting of that lie. Because they feel they didn't live up to their potential or their own expectations, and, or perhaps they believe they've failed in life. This is living the lie that I am what I do. You and I are infinitely, infinitely more than anything we could ever do or not do. So, so when was the last time you told someone that you were an icon of God? Huh? When was the last time you told someone you were an icon of God? So what's an icon? Well, it's a representation of someone or something that's sacred, that reveals a deeper mystery. Our faith teaches us that we have been created in God's image and likeness. The first chapter in the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible. And God said, let us make man in our image and likeness. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, created him male and female. He created them. You and I, we are all the crowning jewels of God's creation, if you will. And if you and I have been created in God's image and likeness, then we have been created to be an icon of God. Our lives in Jesus reveals this deeper mystery of humanity. We have been created in his image and likeness so that we might have union with him. And through baptism, we have all been brought into the very life of God. And like Jesus, we too have become his beloved. So is that how you see yourself, his beloved? Anything or anyone outside you cannot define your true self. 
Only God within you can do that. You know, St. Francis of Assisi, and this is really something for us to take to heart, he said, I am who I am in the sight of God. Nothing more, nothing less. In spite of the fall of Adam and Eve, which brought, us, brought sin into the world, humanity continues to reflect the image of God. Yes, this reflection of his divine image in us has been blemished through sin, yet not destroyed. Through Jesus, the truest image of the invisible God, our sanctification renews God's image within us. You know, the world tells many lies about us, but the truth is we are a chosen child of God. And what we do flows out of who we are, that true identity and not the other way around. The core of our faith is the, is the conviction that you and I are beloved daughters and sons of God. But one of the greatest spiritual tasks we have, I think, is to live a life based on this truth. We also must believe that we do not have to earn the Lord's love. Right? Many people think they have to earn God's love. That's a lie. In fact, there is nothing we can do to earn it. He loves us perfectly because he has created us. He loves you perfectly because he has created you. Parents, you should know all about this. We may know the truth about who we are, but it's easy to fall back, to fall back into old patterns of thinking and living this false identity. When we seek to live who we truly are and not the identity that we've created for ourselves, then we find a new level of freedom and confidence. I would hope that we all would want this, no? So in this coming week, I invite you to take some time with the Lord in prayer and reflect upon how you might have bought into the lie, I am what I do. And then ask Jesus, ask Jesus to deepen in your heart the truth that you have been created in God's image and likeness and are a beloved child of God. Pray with Genesis chapter one, verses 26 to 27, it's the creation story. And pray with Matthew's Gospel, chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. And allow the Lord to speak to your heart, saying that you are his beloved son or his beloved daughter. And we'll see you next week. May God bless you.